We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with the 2020 Draft Champions overall champion, uh, host of the uh, uh, Pull Hitter Podcast, and uh, and many other uh, NFBC titles to his name, Rob DiPietro. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So cool to be on the Rotowire Podcast. Um, I just want to, you know, relay my thanks to you um, when I first was getting into the podcast game or at least thinking about it um, and getting my uh, listening to as many podcasts as I can um, then COVID hit, but you and Scott really, um, and then you, you know, you and Jeff, uh, thank you. You guys just really held out for it. You, you know, kept the grind up every day and we were all stuck in our houses and hmm. uh, being oppressed and you guys, you know, um, just really lifted my spirit on most days when it could just go outside with my dogs and put my headphones on and listen to the podcast. So I really appreciate that. And, um, you guys, I did a lot, uh, you know, I took a lot of notes on what I wanted to do in my podcast and a lot oh, of the, you. a lot of the positive things I wanted to, uh, you know, I had a list of what to do and what not to do. And a lot of what to do came from this podcast. So uh, I'm sure you know. there's a little bit of what not to do too, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, no. as we are learning our way around, especially, you know, I, you know, upgrading like tech, stuff you know we used to have you know i used to have an awful tech solution it's now it's acceptable at least uh so i got that going for me uh but uh yeah you know you know you know it used to be like we get positive you know we like the guys but the sound's terrible and we get all these bad reviews so i uh, appreciate that but uh no, no it, it, it's a uh, it, great job thank you thank you it's fun well great job to you because i mean your podcast kicks butt I mean, you it, you do a lot of research and you give out these detailed outlines. Uh, when Scott and I joined uh, you the, uh, in, earlier this year, I mean, it was it was really in depth. I was like, "Wow, you did your research! I love that." Um, you really dig in, and I, I think that's one of the things that people can learn. Is you know, I do I could learn a little bit better is in preparation. Uh, <laughs> you're very well prepared, and you can tell. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's, uh, um, you know, just 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 being able to have some, you know, some great guests on my show and just being able to talk to, you know, the pioneers, pioneers of fantasy baseball. I just wanted to make sure I was going to extract as much as I could out of it. So I put my oh. time and effort into, you know, just really making sure, uh, you know, I got I got as much as I can out of it. I didn't want to miss a thing, you know. Right on. Right on. I hear you on that. OK, let's jump right into the news because there's a lot oh. of it. 
Yeah. Uh, Trey Turner, happy birthday yesterday. Hits for the cycle. Uh, you know, over 100 hits already this season. Ha- you know, there's been a lot of guys that have had uh, first-rounders that have had problems this year, injury or otherwise. Uh, Trey Turner is not one of them. He's delivered on anything that you paid for him. Oh, he has. He's just a stud. Um, I just looked up his uh, his value in, from the auction calculator on Fangraphs and $32 and 12 teamers and 34 bucks and 15 teamers. Just uh, just really steady. Uh, last year and this year combined, he has 600 paid appearances and 137 games. 325, you know, 26 homers, 30 stolen bases. Just awesome. And uh, the one thing I noticed, too, is like um, – just being able to uh, pull out his um, his his cycles uh, game after game, it seems like he's he, he really um, he peaked at like a forty three percent pull percentage in twenty nineteen. The last two years he got it down to thirty four and a half, and I think it's just that spray ability and that speed. He's just you know with the ability to go yard every now and then. Just a just a stud. I was I was lucky to get him. I only have one share of him of him in the um, in the NFBC, but um, he's part of my online championship squad. I only did one team this year, but I happen to be in the top 20 overall, and he's a huge part of it for sure. Sure. I mean, it's hard to get a, a stolen base guy that does everything else, and he does everything else. 14 he's homers. Done. I mean, that's the thing. It's, he's amazing. People didn't realize yeah. the power is going to be there. Uh, we get so much talk, and justifiably, from about Vlad, about Tatis, about Acuna, about Shohei Otani. I mean, but Turner is a fantasy MVP also, and the fact is – you know, he probably gets a little less pub, but he's a guy that's going to go pretty high again next year. Uh, you go Trey Turner or Juan Soto next year? Oh, Trey Turner. I would I was going Trey Turner this year, and I'll do it next year too. I don't believe that uh, Juan Soto is that three thirty hitter that everyone thinks he is. Um, he's you know worm burning the ball with that fifty three percent, fifty one percent ground ball percentage. I still think he's going to be a valuable asset, but I don't think he's a top five pick like everyone um, scrambled to uh, uh, get him this year. Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, and, and the thing is, I think he was taking some film, watching some film of Eric Hosmer or something there, they, <laughs> trying to hit that, those ground balls over the fence. But, uh, no, I, I, think he, I think he'll get some elevation because he's hitting, you know, Soto's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. Uh, he's just not getting a whole lot of elevation. He is trying to run. Yeah, he got his fourth stolen base yesterday. I, I, I think there is a monster second half coming, but it's, it's still his overall numbers are going to fall short of our expectations. But I, I would be willing to bet he's still first-round quality next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think he's first-round quality. Um, I'd just, like, just be hesitant about the projection for the batting average. And, you know, just like you mentioned, he had, um, you're trying to steal a little more. He had a hamstring injury, a shoulder injury. So, you know, he's got he's got the lower half of his body that he needs to drive the ball and his upper half that, you know, might be still affecting him. So um, maybe he can get a little healthy over the All-Star break if he doesn't participate in the game and, uh, you know, get healthy for the second half. Right on. Three weeks ago, people were talking about maybe Max Scherzer being on the trade market, you know, best pitcher perhaps <laughs> on the trade market. Yeah, yeah, that's not happening now. Two games over 500. They've been on quite a roll, one four in a row, eight and two in the last 10. Uh, they've had a good series against the, uh, your Mets uh, over the weekend. And they uh, did. Yeah, they're the big week, big weekend for them. They're hosting the Dodgers starting tonight, weather permitting. Uh, we've already seen the Phillies game get rained out, but we'll see about whether uh, this, this game, I know there's some rain in the area in DC too, but we'll see about that. But uh, big, big series to them. You know, we spent a lot of talk about Schwarber, justifiably. We spent a lot of time talking about him on Tuesday. Fred and I did. And, you know, I think that they might be buyers now and not sellers. 
it's really amazing that you know like you said we were talking about shows we were talking about brad hand start speculating on uh you know daniel hudson all these things mm-hmm. right <laughs> that we just building a list of things to do and i just think uh and, you know stalin castro still hasn't really hit that well um carter keyboom is finally you know showing his promise again in the minors too so um and i love the platoon that they have at first because finds uh Good old Zimmerman can still smash ball, and Josh Bell looks like he's you know starting to improve. So, um, and Joe Ross, I think Joe Ross has been a huge part of that. Um, he's totally completed uh, a, a renaissance season, um, changed yeah, the way he, he pitched. Yeah, and he's uh, it's helped a lot. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they might become buyers. Uh, they got some talent in the minors that they could bring up, and um, yeah, it's just it's just impressive that how they've been doing it. You know, like little by little, they adding these. Uh, older you know vets that you don't think would be uh beneficial to the team like josh harrison jordy mercer and they're just you know they're filling in and they're doing their job kind of like the mets you know when they had their injuries and you know all the vets that they signed in the offseason that everyone's like whoa where are these guys gonna play and you know they really helped out you know so uh, right. a testament to the gm for really setting the depth of the team to help out for sure for sure and you know it's kind of like when howie kendrick had such a big year in 2019 you know and you know just mixing and matching all that they, they lost Rendon and they haven't really been able to directly replace him. I still think that there's, they need to make a trade. I mean, with a, a rotation with Lester and Espino in there and Fetty when he's not hurt, I, you know, I mean, getting Strasburg back will help, but I hate that line of thought. Like, Oh, Strasburg is our trade deadline acquisition. No, it's still not enough for the playoffs. <laughs> please. So I, yeah, I'd like some- to see them get one more guy. Right, right. And there's some starters out there that they can definitely try to go out and get. So it'll be interesting to see if they make a push for that for sure. Yeah, so we'll see about the Nats. Uh, big day in scoring yesterday. Uh, we had two wild games. I, I tweeted a question out uh, earlier. Has that has there been a day when two MLB teams on the same day have scored seven runs in the first inning and still lost? Because that's what <laughs> happened yesterday. Uh, the that's Cubs amazing. first in Milwaukee, uh, and then the Yankees getting to Shohei Itani last night, up 7-2 after one, and then – giving up seven in the ninth. It's just a wild, high-scoring day. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and I think it's, you know, with the with the Brewer game, you know, it's just, uh, again, you get these rookies that are coming up and getting smashed in the first inning, you know. Andy Ashby got brought up. He, he, mm-hmm. he, was, he was stretched out as a starter in the beginning of the minors, and then they were, like, um, kind of reducing his load to – bridge him into a reliever when they brought him up and he just didn't look like he was ready at all. Still looked like a good prospect going forward, but you know, a lot of these rookies are coming up and um, just really not having a good time, especially in the first innings, you know, never mind the third time around or the second time around they're, they're struggling the first time around. Um, and yeah, the, the Yankee game was just wild. Uh, Chapman just looks like he lost the strike zone for the last three games. Um, you know, I he's think awful right now. Yeah, he's really awful like that. And, you know, he's just look at like the the stuff that he normally dominates, like, you know, the, the last four games and his own his own contact 100 percent compared to like his 71, you know, percent. And uh, just he's not he's not hitting the strike zone, um, just 50 uh, percent first strike um, and just, you know, leading to bad, right. you know, bad counts. And um, guys are battling up against him. His battle percentage is extremely through the roof this well this year, too. So it'll be interesting to see if they give him a little reset, a little break, you know, and uh, I guess uh, might be a little weekend to speculate on Chad Green and Jonathan Loisica. <laughs> I think they'll right. probably be. And even even if they don't get saved, you know, they're still good pitchers, you know, like Chad Green is 40, 40 innings pitched and he, he just been, you know, his old self and, 
Weisiger's got seven wins and three saves. So, you know, these guys can be valuable. And um, if, if, and I think Britain comes off the IL, uh, might be coming off the IL on, on July 6th. So, um, you know, let's see what happens with Chapman. But he, I, I feel like he goes through these, you know, little, little burst every now and then, but this one is, uh, this one might be, a, you know, his velo dropped. Um, the spin rate is not like crazy off like a lot of these other guys, but uh, so there's something off there for sure. Yeah. Last eight outings, 11 earned runs, 12 runs total, five and two thirds innings, 13 hits, uh, eight walks in that stretch too. That's, yeah. that's the thing that's really eye opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, even if those guys don't close, as you alluded, well, Isaac has got the wins. That's not a bad play anyhow. Uh, it, 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 I We were doing like fab last week, and I was looking at all the streaming guys, and they're awful. I know there's been a thread on uh, season-long fantasy Twitter talking like, why would you two, uh, stream some of these two-start guys? Matt Manning, I think, was the hot-button guy. Uh, a lot of people chiming in and, on, in and on that, and it's just out of desperation. Maybe we're better off just trying to steal good innings out of some of these guys until we get some prospects called up, until these – pitchers kind of get a feel so to speak on how to deal with this new climate gripping the ball yeah i totally agree with that um two weeks ago um when the mets had like eight eight games in one week uh i i picked up lugo everywhere i could just to mm-hmm. you know just to get the backup saved. but i also realized they had like 24 games uh, um in 22 days before the all-star break like way more than anyone else and um just thinking you know just gobbling up those good innings from uh lugo i know he was a popular part of the uh franken uh, uh franken uh I forget the name of the um the way to build a a, a roster a, a rotation with um you know um arms like Lugo and Olaitika who could just come in and give you great ratios and strikeouts and maybe the occasional save. So yeah, I think that's something you definitely have to think about going forward. Um, especially as we see you know like we mentioned uh, just 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 pitchers that are coming up um in the from the minors and just uh, really getting blown up and um i think the teams are gonna have to rely on more and more of these guys it's just makes me wonder like where guys like rick porcello are you know like where is he i'm yeah. sure someone could use rick porcello you know yeah uh you know maybe he, he's decided to step away i don't know maybe you know sometimes it's like there's that quiet step away and you know he didn't get the offer he wanted and then after that didn't want to put in the work i remember like jermaine die kind of just disappeared from baseball that way wow. like uh, there's a couple others in that era. That's uh, a great that, name, Jeff. Thank you. For, yeah, that's a that's wow. That's uh, Jermaine Dye. I haven't heard that name in a while. He had that great batting stance too. Oh, yeah, man. he did. Yeah, yeah. awesome. I, yeah, and uh, but you know, you never know. Some of these guys kind of just have the quiet retirement. But uh, yeah, uh, and the great thing about Loizaga and a couple other of these uh, high leverage relievers is they sometimes can go two innings, which means you're getting like four or five Ks. I mean, some of our starters aren't getting four or five Ks. Hell, Giolito got one K in his last outing. Uh, the Twins today didn't get their first strikeout until the seventh inning. Uh, so Jeez. Barrios isn't isn't providing it either sometimes. I mean, we're in a weird era right now. Yeah, this is a strange time for sure. And like you mentioned, the, uh, the multiple inning stint for sure. Like, I think him and Chad Green both have um, over 10 appearances, you know, with at least an inning or two innings. Uh, I think they both have uh, six, six appearances each with two innings. So, yeah, definitely you can gobble up innings that way for sure. The Milwaukee Brewers are on fire. Uh, hmm. They had that huge comeback against the Cubs yesterday. Willie Adamas has yeah. been a nice little addition for the uh, Brewers. I think they're I think they're like nineteen and seven since they got him. Uh, something really super strong. I, I don't. I think that that was the at least that's what they were in June. And of course the Rays, you know, they, they they're not hurting either. They're in first. They're in second place. I should say the Red Sox are kind of pulling away a little bit, but they got a reliever which they desperately needed, but. Adamus, I mean, that 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 was a perfect feeling because as much as Louis Urias can hit, he can't feel. 
he was not a good shortstop defensively there. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, 27 and 11, actually. Yeah, that's with a, Adamas. And uh, I just love, you know, I just love watching the game, you know, just 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 analytics and stats aside. You just see the energy. You see the passion. You see him going over to guys and putting his arms around them, talking to them like true leader, you know, true, right. true sense of being a leader. And I think, um, you know, I think he's out to prove, too, that, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you shouldn't have traded me or, you know, obviously he might've saw the writing on the wall, but you know, the, the, this kind of stuff really sparks players. And uh, I know he always complained about the batting eye in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, you could really right. see the difference. And, you know, I think uh, before the trade, um, the Brewers had a WRC plus of 81. Now it's a hundred. Um, they had a, a Wobe of 289. Now it's 317. You know, a lot of that had to do with Colton Wong getting healthy and coming back too. But um, yeah, I, I totally agree with, Urias too, um, just moving over to third base, and um, he he's he settled in at the bat, and uh, yeah, this this team is is pretty interesting because I feel like if Yella can just find a little bit of a you know a stride with Avisel smashing a ball as well, um, and maybe to get Ogilvy and Shaw too back from injury, um, yeah, they could be something to reckon with. Sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. You know, and they face the Pirates uh, this weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pirates are coming off a series, three-game series in that tough hitters park known as Coors Field where they only <laughs> scored two runs. Uh, bizarro times for the Pirates. They, they go to St. Louis, win three out of four, pound those pitchers, and then just get absolutely shut down in Colorado. Weird times. So much for the Kevin Newman Monday to Thursday stream. Yeah, That one went right, right out the window. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, unfortunately, if you had Colin Moran, you lost him to a fractured wrist. Uh, yeah. You know. Although I don't know, I guess yeah, because that, that kind of bottom half of that lineup is still pretty weak. Uh, Brian Hayes is still a player. Frazier is going to get traded by the deadline. There, someone's going to want Frazier, I think. Brian Reynolds is having a year too, so yes. that's the part that surprised me is that top half couldn't do just scrape anything together. I'm super happy about my uh, 67% share of Brian Reynolds. <laughs> in, yes, uh, I bet in, you. in the NFBC this year, uh, he's a guy definitely. Yeah, he's just a guy I, I focused on on pretty much every team, you know, just building that outfield depth. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like to build outfield depth differently. I like to build it throughout a draft. I just think that, um, especially now, trying to fab and just looking at outfielders, it really hasn't been pretty. So um, I'm glad I kind of went that route and stocked up on the, the Connors and uh, the Brian Reynolds of the world and Adam Frazier, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's nice. I mean, it, it's funny. It's, you know, you got to try to, you know, you got to identify that it's a good buy low. He had a two month bad season last year. I mean, the pirates right. almost collectively did. The only guy that didn't was uh Hayes. Right. Yeah. And Hayes looks like, uh, you know, I like, I like his skill set a lot and I just like his energy and, um, you know, just having that veteran background with his dad playing. It's just, uh, it's different with those players. They, they, they just have a different feel of the game yeah, for they sure. Do. They do. Yeah. Uh, Mark Canna got bad news on him that he needed mm. a PRP injection in his hips, both of them, I think. And, you know, obviously wow. they've gone this route a little bit with, uh, Matt Chapman and it took him a while, you know, he eventually needed, you know, a longer time off. I don't know if Canna's need needing surgery, but he's not back until after the all-star break. And that's actually a pretty big loss for the A's. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I just looked at the numbers since he went out and have uh, 18 runs in six games um, and a 54 WRC plus, which is last in major league since his, his since he left. And uh, Ramon Oriano is batting two or four since he came off his IL stint with zero stolen bases. He looks like he has zero desire to run. And even in the outfield, he just looks like he's missing that bolt. Uh, speaking of bolt, um, <laughs> Sky Bolt and uh, 
Pinder and Seth Brown has just not been the answer. And uh, Tony Kemp, you know, just going to come back to earth pretty soon right. too. So I, that team's in trouble for sure uh, without Connor. Yeah. I mean, they've been able to hang in there because Houston's struggling lately. They've lost uh, five out of six to Detroit and Baltimore, which, you know, didn't see that coming here. They're supposed to be in this good stretch of schedule. Although they are, the other thing though, true about that is, you know, opponent aside, they're also facing, I mean, they're also playing like 25 games in 25 days or something like that too, or 20 games right. in 20 days. And Urquidy just got hurt the other day. Second trip to the IL for him with that shoulder. They're saying it won't be long, but Gotta worry a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely have to worry about that for the multiple times for the same injury. All they said it was a different part of the shoulder. Um, but you know, if you read into that, like if you think intuitively, it's just like, all right, well, one part of his shoulder is compensating to the other part, so that's why those injuries keep occurring like that. It's 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 a good thing they still have really five solid starters that they're yeah. rolling out, and you know, they got some they got some depth in the minors if. Uh, um, if they want to bring up and, you know, you, you, even guys like, um, uh, you know, Brian Abreu and, you know, just those pitchers that we kind of thought that might give him a shot in the arm um, through the through the right. pen and stuff, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting slide that we're seeing on the Astros. Um, but I think this uh, I, I don't think it'll continue. I wonder if it's uh, going to be whether they're going to stick with the five man rotation or put Christian Javier back in to stay with the six man that they've been rolling with. I don't know. Uh, yeah. that, that's one thing, but I think that bullpens, I think that's their Achilles heel, actually getting games to Ryan Presley. seems like that could be, that's been a little bit of a problem for them. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, that's definitely, definitely a spot where I think they can, they can try to upgrade. Um, you know, uh, they have, they have some, they have some arms that they could, you know, like I said, bring up and just give them some one or two inning stints, but, uh, let's see what they do there for sure. Liam Hendricks is in the game right now for the White Sox. They're up 8-4 on the Twins. It is not a save situation. I know you and I were talking about how we wanted to squeeze another save here. <laughs> um, do you have How much of, uh, of uh, Hendricks do you have? How much of early closers do you have? Um, so it's funny. So, so like during draft champion season, um, i um not a big, uh, you know, early save guy. Uh, I speculated pretty late. Um, on one of my DC teams, it's kind of really hurting me right now because I'm like leading pretty much most of the offensive categories. And I'm like right there, like in the top 50 overall, but, um, I have like five saves and it's just not gonna, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like the only thing it, it, that, that, that really just didn't work on that team, but just even a little bit, you know, like, uh, yeah, but I have, um, in, in, but when main event season came, came around, I went, um, on one team, I have Chapman. On one team, I have Hendricks. And in the OC as well, uh, I have Hendricks and a lot of Jansen too. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to lock that down. And I think next year too, I'm just going to really make a, a concerted effort to, you know, really maybe even get two, uh, double tap two in the, in the third and fourth rounds, um, like Fred Zinke and Jeff Zimmerman did in our tag team league. You know, they did in the third, third and fourth round. They did those two guys, and it's just got to be. Um, and I think in TGFBI, I have um, Josh Hader and Edwin Diaz, and it's just amazing. Like when you don't have to fab closers, it's okay. just it's just such a great weekend when you don't have to you know filter through leverage index and um, win probability added and all this dumb stuff that I'm just like I'm I'm tired of doing this, you know. So right. it's been a blessing to have two good closes on you know in tgfbi um it's just uh and you know i i know everyone says 
you could waste resources in the draft, but uh, I'm tired of burning through fab dollars. You know, even if it's five, seven bucks on the next man up, possibly it's just, I'm tired of doing it. Well, it's funny how we've gone kind of full circle to, you know, and last year, granted two months season, early closers were kind of a disaster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, this year it's been the exact opposite. We haven't been able to find much relief on the waiver wire. You know, we found some guys, Yimi Garcia has been fine, a uh, handful of others, but you know, Couple like three or four years ago, I remember like the Cardinals, but Norris leads them in saves. He was like their seventh option, you know, things like that. But we have so many teams now that do like like the Reds with the the leverage relievers and all that, and it's not one guy any given time. And there's no indication that's going to change. It's not like and, and I, I actually think that the Reds it's been to their detriment uh, the way David Bell's managed that uh, bullpen, but. Um, Especially, you know, I, I remember way back when the Red Sox were like one of the first teams to experiment with this sort of role and it blew up in their face. And it, right. it was like a, it took like five years for the next team to try that. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, back then, though, it was a little bit different because uh, we're still like different era of managers, different era of media for that matter, too. But yeah man, it's you just you just see how the success you know like it's it's so funny how much of a copycat league it is because some teams yeah. just look at their raise and they said oh well look what look how they did it you know we could do it like that too um and but i think um you know uh, i think you have to maybe not even have the right personnel but the personnel has to have the right personalities too you know some guys just want the ball in the ninth you know or you know some guys struggle on a non-save opportunity i know people say it's not real but you know um some guys just like to come to the park and say yeah I'm the guy, you know, I'm the closer. And, uh, it, and I know Amir Garrett said that in the preseason, um, but. And we all bought it. We all, <laughs> oh, I man. did. Yeah. I did a little bit. Yeah. Until, until like the Saturday of like the, the second Saturday main event draft weekend, like in the middle of that draft, David Bell said, no, I'm not going to name a closer. I remember yeah. we we're at the break and that came out. Um, and He's Mike DeMouth really had already taken Garrett in like the ninth round in that draft. So, uh, I was like, okay, fine. I didn't take Sims later. I, he, but he, you know, might beat me to that too. But, uh, in that league, <laughs> I'm searching for a closer. I've got McGee. Uh, I went McGee and Pagan and obviously one of those two worked out. Okay. The other one, not so much, but right. God, I just, I keep going back. What if I had Melanson right now? How, oh how nice God. would life be? But right. What if the Braves had him? You know, that's what I always think yeah, about. right? You Although know, Will like, Smith is fine, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I just look at their bullpen. It's, like, really, like, lefty dominant. And uh, mm -hmm. I just feel like for that $3 million bucks that they gave him, you know, the Padres, and also Duvall, like, uh, I feel like the two guys, they let go of the Braves. I wish they, you know, they probably wish they had back for sure because their oh, depth right sure. now in the outfield is killing them, and the, the bullpen could be a little better. The Reds, the Braves, you know, a couple other teams – are, it's very illustrative of how quickly burners burn bright, you know, relievers burn bright and then right. they burn out. Uh, yeah, or maybe not burn out, but they, <laughs> they fade away pretty fast too. I think Garrett's got to be the guy going forward right now, though. He's been pretty good in the last, you know, two or three weeks. He's really mm -hmm. gotten his uh, first pitch strike and his, you know, his walk percentage down. And he's, you know, he's, looks like he's starting to find his own. I think, um, you know, you need wins, you know, you're playing well. Just, just, uh, I feel like. David Bell just, I'm, I'm sure you know more, but you know, he just feel like he really hyper manages every, every situation. Yeah. Over manages every situation possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. He hasn't met a double switch. He hasn't liked yet. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. In the <laughs> fifth <laughs> inning, you know, like, Oh, come on, dude, you know, stop <laughs> already. But is yeah. that on baseball reference? Like the most double switches? I <laughs> no, I'm, this is just, it, it's all got, just biased observation as a right. Reds fan. 
Right. Uh, you're listening yeah. to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with uh, Rob DiPietro. You can uh, listen to Rob uh, at the uh, Deadpool at the Pole Hitter Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Deadpool Hitter. This uh, podcast is sponsored by WinBet uh, Sportsbook. Uh, WinBet.com. Go check that out if you're locality allows online sports betting please check them out w-y-n-n-b-e-t uh we'll have more details on them later how to take advantage of their offers uh, a couple more news items and we'll jump into other uh, other issues that we're dealing with right now boston red sox just crushed again today uh they destroyed kansas city destroyed them the whole series their their lineups on you know hot fire right now they took care of the yankees over the weekend mm-hmm yeah, are, are are we buying them? Are we gonna are they are they gonna make that like extra move at the uh, trade deadline to kind of you know take a chance here? I mean, they're they're starting to put some distance on the Yankees uh, and the Rays. Even are three games back, three and a half games back now. Uh, what what's your take on the Red Sox? Yeah, I think I think they're you know it's amazing how everyone was kind of saying you know they maybe need to do a little rebuild the year, but um, Evaldi's been great as a starter. The bullpen's been good. Um, you know, getting Chris Sale back in any capacity um, is going to be a shot in the arm. And I think personally, if they bring him back as just, you know, uh, like an opener, uh, a bridge to the closer, maybe even closes out games to, you know, going that John Smoltz route of coming back right. from injury and just being a multi-tool guy. Um, yeah, I love it. I mean, Raphael Devers, 20 homers and 69 RBIs. That's uh, unbelievable. You know, um, he was one of the, he was one of the players that, in draft season, um, you know, I think one big thing, the biggest thing I learned this off season was like the the a diversification route at at some spots, you know, where right. I wanted to instead of just being all in on a player. And the, uh, Devers was a guy that um, I wanted too much of, uh, and I wish I got more of him. But um, right. still, what a what what a what a great year at third base. Um, yeah, and I think I think they're here to stay. I mean, uh, you know, I think they're probably going to have to add some pitching depth at some point because um, Garrett Richards looks like uh, he was definitely using the sticky stuff. <laughs> and yes. um, but Pavetta's been okay, you know. And uh, like I said, I think if they get Chris Sale back in any form, um, I think they can keep some distance, um, especially from the Yankees uh, and, and the Blue Jays, who are eight and a half and nine games back. So. Um, right. Very impressed by the Red Sox for sure. Yeah, and like all, like almost every other team, they'll be looking for another arm in the bullpen to bridge those games uh, to the, you know, Barnes and Ottavino, who've been fine. Uh, Barnes especially has been good. Remember right. that was yeah, the Barnes Ottavino thing is another one of those uh, situations where he kind of got thrown. Remember that same day as uh, that yeah, I was talking about that draft or the main event draft that morning, Barnes went on the COVID list, and right. there, you know, and we didn't know full details. As we found out, a lot of times it's sometimes it's contact tracing. They're off on for two or three days, but they can't say it is that. They don't. We can't get any elaboration. So, oh god, I freak out! I guess it's that fifty-fifty <laughs> call. I guess it's going to be out of Vino. Someone got yeah. Barnes at a huge bargain uh, because of that. Huge bargain, and I blame Todd Zola. He he got me too. Too locked into Ottavino. <laughs> he got, he, not that I picked Ottavino anywhere, but I, I was kind of looking at Barnes in a lot of spots late. And then uh, Todd was obviously huge on Ottavino. And I know he took him early in some in some drafts. And, uh, you know, I'm like, maybe maybe he's kind of right. Maybe they didn't bring him over to, you know, close close the game. So um, another thing about the Red Sox, too, is that they they could really improve via the farm, you know. They got a they yeah. got a bunch of talent down there too that they could bring up in Duran and down. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah, um, they're in a good position right here for sure. Too bad those guys can't pitch, but uh, <laughs> and especially with Duran. I mean, the problem with him is he's an outfielder, right? Uh, and yeah. so that's the one spot they don't really need any help now. Injuries happen, and 
maybe someone moves to first base, but you know, that that's the one spot. I feel like they're, they're pretty strong there, especially Renfro has been coming on strong lately. What a, what a great season of Renfro 270. You know, um, he, he's, he's, he's improved as a hitter all the way around for sure. Yeah. Um, been very impressed with what he's done so far this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess they just have to make a determination. Maybe they could just stick Kiki at second base full time, you know, and put Duran in the outfield. Um, Cause sometimes it look like Danny Santana is going to come alive. And then most of the times he doesn't, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. And, that and, one. and, and Chavis and, and Dalbeck too are going through their struggles. And uh, I think they might be better just use, uh, you know, sparingly um, if they're able to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Josh Donaldson made a name for himself this week, as always. <laughs> he, you know, he's been loud about uh, the whole sticky stuff thing to begin with. He's one of the guys that's kind of moved that needle a little bit. Yeah. But then when he did the no sticky stuff thing after the homer off of Giolito, of course, Giolito went off. And then Donaldson fired right back. And then yeah. homered in his first <laughs> at-bat yesterday, too. Wild stuff. He's another guy. He could get traded, although his contract's pretty crappy. I don't know. It would be hard to trade him for value. He might be traded, but I don't think they'll get much for him. Uh, but what's your take on Josh Donaldson and his whole thing, both as a player and how he's acting? I thought the like the no sticky thing was was really cool, and I think he was right in 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 saying like he said say it to my face. I did it in your face, like I did it at home yeah. plate. Like, what do you want him to do? Charge the mound and and do it in your face? Um, so. I, you know, I don't know. I think Giolito was obviously a little grumpy about it. Um, sure. And for sure, you know, uh, but that's what you got to do. You got to silence him on the next at bat. You got to just get him out. You got to strike him out. And and Donaldson's that player. And I think, I think too, I think this is just part of his um, personality and part of the way he is in the clubhouse. The team does need a shot in the arm. They're not playing you know, right. to their expectation. So sometimes, you know, the guys just take on their own personality and just try to infuse the team with, with something, you know, with some energy. So um, he, obviously, you know, uh, it, it was funny in some ways, you know, the way he did it. Uh, but, uh, you know, he he's going to be that guy. And for his skills, I mean, you know, if he's healthy and he's in there, he hits, you know. And I think that any team who would want to take on that contract and um, give him some days off here and there would benefit from Josh Donald. I don't think he hurts the team at all. Unfortunately, he didn't exactly inspire the team to do all that well, especially because, you know, pitching is still a thing. And they got swept by the White Sox. They lost 8-5 today. Our guy Hendricks gave up a run. That, that sucks. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, they could be sellers. And there's very few sellers on the market. The Twins actually have some stuff worth selling. You know, right. Jose Barrios, obviously. Uh, Rogers would garner a lot of trade interest. A, a hard-throwing lefty, and, you know, right. the effective lefty out of the bullpen. That, that that would be something that a lot of people would be interested in, uh, you know. You know, Donaldson is maybe a tough tough sell because of the contract, but there are, there's parts that the Twins could sell, and they may not even have to do a teardown. They could do a reboot. I was reading Brandon Warren's uh, email uh, newsletter that he does, a Substack newsletter. That's could a great newsletter, right? It yeah, is. I like uh, it. And he was talking about that, uh, like you know, and that especially in especially in that division. Right. I, I, I think the White Sox are pretty well set for a good long time, but. Any other team in that division, the Indians have t- tore down a lot, and KC and Detroit are uh, have are well on their way, but they still got lots of stuff room to improve. I mean, I don't think it would take that much to start it back up again. Right, I think so. I think, um, and I like what they're doing um, with with their young guys. You know, like keeping Larnick and and Kurloff in the lineup, getting them yeah. at bats, and they're getting prime spots too. They're batting third and fourth on some days. Um, 
So I like to see that. I hope that, you know, keeps up. Um, and, you know, Buxton was a huge loss. You know, he just become, yeah. he's become one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, and it's crazy to say, but he's showing legit skills in the last two years that it's just, you know, eye popping. And it, it, it's a shame that he can't, you know, stay on the field. And obviously the last one, you know, getting hit by a pitch on the hand is, you know, yeah. not, you know, that's just a lot of guys are getting hit, hitting. <laughs> and some of them just don't move. I just don't understand. Like they just like, they, they like see the ball almost all the way to their hands. You know, I get it, it's coming in quick, but some of the guys really don't move too much. It I've always blows my mind. Like uh, just get out of the way, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, uh, I think Maeda has been just a disaster this year. Um, yes, he has. I'm glad I didn't get him anywhere. I totally wasn't buying it. He became a, four, a fourth round pitcher all of a sudden um, right. in that short season. So, um, yeah, and and Casey, you know, just talking about the division, they've been a disappointment too, you know. And it's just, I know a lot of people are pinning their hopes on Bobby Witt, but they have a one percent chance of making the playoffs. I don't think you're going to see Bobby Witt this year. You know, that's just my opinion. Um, you don't he should be. All, huh? I don't think so. I think he should be there, but um, I don't know if they're going to do it. I mean, they've had right. the opportunity. They've been riding Hunter Dozier's 160 average. They've been rolling out Gutierrez and all these bums at third base. Like, they had the chance to bring him up, you know? Yeah. You know, the thing is, I think, you know, some I, I, they got to get him to AAA, too. You can't even call him up straight from AA right now because of the protocols. You have to send him to AAA. That'll be our sign. If they, get, they make that promotion up, okay, well, then maybe he's got a chance of getting a call this year. But if they leave him down there until August, then we're not going to see him for sure. Who made um, this protocol up? I, I don't get it. I, well, it's it's all COVID related. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just nuts. It's, yeah, I know, I know. I, I don't want to speak for that. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good sign, though. Like, uh, okay, well, are we going to expect these guys to get the call? Well, if they're making the move up another level, we'll see. I mean, Julio Rodriguez got up to Double A, but he's still got to get to Triple A before he can make that next step. I don't think we see him this year either. Right. I, mean, I agree. All right. Uh, hey, let, if you are watching the live stream, we're going to take a pause for two seconds. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you're going to hear an ad right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. <laughs> and now we're back. All right. Good times. Um, all right. So I uh, wanted to cover a couple things. Uh, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by WinBet. Uh, please support them. W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Uh, go ahead and if you're allowed to bet online, bet there. Uh, I'm talking to Rob DiPietro. You can check him out at Dead Pull Hitter, the Pull Hitter podcast. Uh, let's talk midseason managing. Uh, yesterday was a big run scoring day. We're dealing with the sticky stuff issue. Uh, it's also hot weather, and hot weather usually begets more offensive production. You know, all the way it peaks usually in August. So we're going to start to see a lot of homers every day, and you know, we're seeing a lot of that already. Uh, what midseason adjustments are you making after relatively ca- uh, quiet April and May? Oh, you know, I've I've been thinking about this pretty much daily, and I think you know I have I have two two posters on my office wall right here, and one is Kiss, which is Keep It Simple, Stupid, right. and the the other one is FTN, and it's just fade fade the noise, fade the nonsense, and um, I, I I'm trying to determine what is you know the nonsense is, but I don't know, I to me I I just feel like um. If if you're not gonna find a like a legit way to quantify the these changes, like unless you're Phil Dussault, a robot, right. you probably will figure it out. Um, <laughs> I don't think that I will be able to personally make an adjustment that says, you know, here's the difference maker. Because I still think that what takes precedence is gonna be like um, you know, team needs, um, filling at bat, you know, like go just I still think those things are gonna take precedent over any changes that we see. Um obviously in it, if you're in a trade league and you see uh uh you know pitchers that are really looking like they're you know that they're missing any type of substance. But I still think that it's too early to determine that, right? Because right I still think that you have to, you know, my thought is these guys are professionals and they're the best in the world at it for a reason. So Okay, yeah, you took something away that they might have been using, but also like um, you know, they can adjust, right? You know, they can make these changes. Uh they're still that good that they could adjust and how are you gonna quantify how they're gonna adjust too? It's just I don't know, it's too much to to really, I think, make a sudden, you know, drastic change in my I think you're yet. right. And I, I we had some responses even a couple of weeks ago when they started announcing all these changes were gonna happen. Uh that what this may the biggest adjustment is preparing for next year uh that you know that that's what that's going to change but you know what we it may not apply though because we're going to have a new collective bargaining agreement we're going to have you know probably i mean we may have a work stoppage for all we know knock on wood hopefully not but uh you know what what applies now may not apply in the spring anyway and and probably a new ball (laughs) yeah yeah there's one every year (laughs) yeah it's going to be it's going to be made by Titleist next year. Uh, this is the adjustment to that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, they're going to buy out Rawlings, and we'll, we'll have that that whole thing again. But uh, there you go. Uh, the other midseason adjustments: there's lower fab amounts for everybody. If you notice, you know, we get that great article every week by Todd uh, Whitestone. Is that yes? Like, yes. 
Um, yep. Talking about the percentage of fab that's being uh, being spent every week. The high bids are getting smaller. We only had, I think, five guys that drew $100 bids last week. There's going to be other weeks where that's different. We're going to get some big prospects called it. Maybe it's not Bobby Witt, but there'll be someone that uh, gets that call that we'll be at having this feeding frenzy for. But, you know, it, uh, we have to lower our bids now. We have to kind of – because we have to have something left for September still. Right. You know, that, that's, right. that's a lesson I learned the hard way in the main before. You got to have at least 50 bucks of fab. Maybe in trade leagues and other home league formats, you don't need it. But in our in our formats in the NFBC, you definitely have to have saved something for the end. So it, it, it's tough to kind of pace yourself here. I mean, it's still the first week of July. We got a lot left to, to get right. now. Right. And it's um, Todd. Todd's been great. He he actually comes on my podcast every Monday and Tuesday and we go over his article and we review the, the player trends. Um, and um, it's been really great to just, concentrate on those things this year because this is my first full season playing um the nfbc um and especially the main event and online championship then so i'm really just trying to spend a lot of time you know away from player evaluation and just looking at the league trend looking at how much uh fab people have looking at how active they are you know have they been active in the last two three weeks maybe the right. guy behind you um in saves is is hasn't you know participated much um so i think those things are are really key um and just being aware of those things has really helped me um you know i guess uh you know be a little more conscious of my fab moves like um one of my main events i have about 560 bucks left and another one i have 260 left and that was so i'd probably be in the same range as my other league but uh i went high for alex manoa and i really needed pitching so um that was my highest bit of the year uh but yeah this what did you get this, him for 280 okay but I was also on vacation and having a good time, so I juiced up that bit a little too much. There you go. <laughs> Party on, Wayne. <laughs> what are where you going to do? Where was your vacation this year? Um, we went, me and my wife, we went to um, South uh, North Carolina and uh, Corova Beach um, with okay. a bunch of her family, which was pretty cool because it was like a nine-mile drive on the on the sand just to get to the house that we were staying at and so it was uh it was really something else it was wild horses there uh it was it was pretty it was a pretty cool scene is that out in the outer banks or uh... it is yes correct okay. yeah cool all the way out in the outer banks yeah so it nice. was my first time there and um it was a good time excellent like yeah that. like yeah that. yeah you gotta uh, get out and enjoy life right jeff i know you you've taken some time too recently as well i just think it's so important um you know to just remember that life is really short and that you know just go out and if you can you know if you can financially do it or if you could just take an escape for a couple of days just you know just do it as much as you can for sure yeah i i play like a, i do a golf tournament and uh, not tournament a uh, golf trip every year with my buddies and I'll, I'll do that again this year and had the family vacation early this year in june and that was fantastic took a full week twitter hiatus i didn't know what to do with myself but i managed got by somehow that's another thing too that i highly recommend this is there's some days where um you know the chat and the topics are just not not in my zone and i say nope see ya you know and right. i know like i'm trying to you know uh i'm like conflicted i'm trying to make a name for myself and grow my followings and post and tweet and you know and do content but sometimes like three four days where i just stay away uh just you just need it it's a good refresh you know yes it absolutely is got some uh breaking news real quick on the throat of that uh -huh. and we'll, we'll get back to general things uh yon mancada left uh uh, with a right wrist injury in today's game. He's got some swelling. He'll probably miss the weekend against the Tigers. So, you know, he'll probably be without him. They said he'll probably be back for the Minnesota series next week. You know, we'll see. You know, sometimes these things take a life of their own. And keep in mind, we got an all-star break one week after. So, uh, 
you know, I could see it going, you know, he's not on the IL now, but be prepared to be without him for a while is the way I look at it here. So now we're not going to get power or speed. <laughs> I mean, it, I, yeah. I stayed away from Moncada. Like I, I, I was never a big fan of the, of the full skill set. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, pegged it on COVID last year, but um, he's pretty I much doing the same thing he did last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And, you know, his last, uh, where I just pulled it up, the last, five, last 539 plate appearances, 11 homers, two stolen bases. Um, you know, Joey Wendell's better than that. Which is pretty I was going to say, Glaber Torres is like, man, that's weak. Oh, uh, yeah. That's an, it, it, it's so funny that you mentioned him because I, I was looking at um, rest of season projections and like Joey Wendell and Glaber Torres were stuck next to each other. And I was like, wow, who would have predicted this? You know, like just really lost at the plate, Glaber Torres. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah. Mankata, uh, you know, um, it's 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 tough with him because uh, the wheels uh, he left the wheels in, in 2019 and now he's not gonna really you know hit for power as well. So I just think he's uh, I don't think he's ever gonna reach that that level that we expected of him to. I only have one share of him, but it happens to be the main. Uh, mm. so that, that's that's suboptimal to say the least. You know, and, right. and sometimes you don't mind having one guy only in the main event, but uh, yeah, that's if he's good. Uh, yeah, especially if you like the skill set and you like the player, you know, that's one of uh -huh. the biggest things I'm trying to learn this year is, you know, when to drop a guy, you know, like this, it's tough, you know, if you really have even maybe not a high draft capital, we just like the player, you like the skill set and, you know, you're right. just like, when do I let go, you know, and uh, it's so funny because uh, I mentioned it's my first um, OC that I tried this year. Um, I really liked the, you know, the deeper league. So, but on, on the last night of drafting, I jumped into an OC and after I was done, I was immediately like, man, I should do more of these because I loved how stacked the team was, you know, right. compared to. Uh, but I think I think my 15 team brain messed me up with when to drop like a guy like Ian Happ. You know, I just dropped him this weekend in a 12 and I definitely kept him too long in the 12. But, uh, you know, so it's just things like that where you really have to, you know, dive deep and. Um, I think that's like probably one of the flaws in my game that I'm trying to improve is I'm always looking at fab, you know, and who to add. And I'm never really looking enough at my own team. So I've made a conscious effort to just pull up last 14, you know, every every week during fab and check my team as well. And, you know, uh, assess that because a lot of times we're, you know, like Nick Solak, he's just another guy too. Like he just rolled along. And if you didn't look what he was doing recently, you'd probably think, Oh, we still got nine homers and 10 stolen bases. Like he, he's doing fine, but he, he really wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although he did Homer this week, right? Yes. Yes. Of uh, course. August. After I dropped him, I dropped him right. too this and weekend. Hap, in, yeah. yeah. And half, but I went for Hiora. Um, I need a power. So I'm hoping uh, the, Hero first, Olex swap can uh, boost me up that. Yeah, Hero's been fine. Uh, I, I did pick him up in a couple of leagues, and including uh, one of the one of my OCs. And you're right. It, it when to cut bait on the twelves is is a big, so big different animal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you got to realize, and one of the things I'm I'm training my brain to realize is it's not final. You know, you can always mm. reunite. I mean, mm -hmm. you you may have to pay for that privilege a little bit in Fab, but you know, it, it's not forever. Uh, right. you, you you can. Yeah, you can do that. So, and meanwhile, especially these marginal guys when they have five games or their day to day and all that, yeah, use that axe a little bit, wield that axe a little bit more often. I think I'm, I, I haven't been as aggressive as I should have been also this year. And you, you get that 15 versus 12 mentality, and it's tough. So, and especially if you're playing a lot of fab leagues, and I pit, I have nine fab leagues on Sunday, uh, and yeah, different formats like six in the NFPC <laughs> platform. 
one in labor al towers the rotowire staff keeperly you know it's they're all and they're all different they all have different things going on there too so you yeah know, that, that, that's that, a that, lot that's, yeah, that's a lot of different evaluations and stuff to do. I'm trying every week. I'm I'm like another post that I have on my wall is start fab earlier. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like right. I'm just trying to remind myself, even to start on like, you know, I'm trying to get into a rhythm. Like I download the free agents, I check a look at the rest of the season projections, I check a look at this week's projections. And I've been trying to at least just uh, you know, I know Scott hence that always mentioned, you know, like his first thing you do, he's he sets his lineup that next week and because I think that was the problem I had last year was I was doing so much research, right? Before I actually saw who I really needed, you know? And right. I'm like, man, I just wasted like two or three hours probably diving into people that I don't need, you know? So right. uh, that's a great first step. Make sure you, have, you know, just focus on those guys that you're going to need to fill your team out and then go from there. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Another great tip, uh, Batflip Crazy Toby. Uh, mentioned last year when I was, he starts his like fab research on like Saturday night. Kids are in bed, you know, the house is quiet. You know, it's not yeah. a party animal, uh, and, and neither am I. So I mean, that, that works out pretty well. If, if, you, if you're not yeah. going out Saturday, night, that's a good way to spend your time. Uh, right. it's, it's quiet. You get a chance, and then you can even enjoy some of your Sunday that way, and uh, mm -hmm. it's not completely dead <laughs> to the family time there. That's that's the move, a hundred percent. And um, I I heard that. I heard him mention on his podcast too, Toby, but I, I even tried to take it a step earlier. Like the last two weeks I've been doing Thursday, Friday during the day, I'll just, you know, throw in at least just, you know, um, my drops and my main ads um, with, you know, like a dollar, 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 and then just go back and just tweak it, you know, with the last two days. Um, even then, you know, I, I still find myself on Sunday, just like just doing more than I you know might need to, but uh, you know, I just it's just it's just that fear of missing out. It's fear of missing out on information. It's just it's, there's so many good things out right now. There's so much good content to consume, and you know, you you just want to look everywhere and make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Let's uh, dig into you a little bit more. So I know you won the uh, overall draft champions league. That's how you kind of cut your teeth in the NFBC. Is that how you got into fantasy or was there another format you started playing before that? I started um, playing in home leagues in about uh, 1999. Um, but my, my roots in fantasy started really, really young. Um, I have three older brothers and um, my father would, would buy us to Stratomatic like every, you know, five nice. or six years. And, you know, we, we didn't have enough money to get it every year, but we got it like every five or six years. And um, on rainy days, that was it. Like we played outside during the nice days. And on rainy days, it was just Stratomatic. It was drafting teams, making lineups. Um, and I think that's what really set it off as like um, a trigger. Like this is, this is awesome. I love doing this, you know, I learned yeah. how to keep score, learned how to manage a team. Um, and then I think we played, our first official um, fantasy league that I played with my brothers um, and my three of their friends. It's so funny. It was the strike short in the year of 1994. And my brother, my oldest brother, Joe, keeps everything. So he had, he actually had the sheet that we kept track of score on. But we drafted teams at the, after the season. <laughs> we, nice. just picked, you know, we just picked guys after the season was over. And, um, you know, we just had those stats and uh i won you know based on uh mike piazza and uh well Mondesi's, uh great season <laughs> but um uh yeah so that was that was the start of it and then yeah in 99 i started um i started a home league that's still going now to keep a league 10 man keeper league head to head categories um and then i think in like 2012 uh no probably a little later than that 2013 i played my first roto league real competitive roto league and i was like then i was like really hooked 
I was like, oh, nice. wow, this is this is this is the way to play, too. You know, so that's why I've been phasing out head to head a little, you know, as much as I can. I think I have a one uh, one daily league that's head to head, um, but and one home league that's still um, head to head, but not daily moves. And um, but, yeah, just went full on moto. And um, so when I met my wife, um, you know, she she was kind of like, oh, you spend a lot of time doing this fantasy baseball stuff, you know, and uh but, um, you know, a little bit like every year, uh, you know, when I said, where do you want to go on vacation? I won my fantasy league again, like won my home league again or, you know, um, so we would just use it for like paying bills or going on vacation. But one year she's like, you know, you should use it for yourself, you know, do something for yourself this year with it. And I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to try this NFBC league, you know, so I stashed, stashed the money aside, you know, I wanted to play in the main event. Um, and uh, so I read about it you know, on, on several websites and I was like, you know what, it, it's time to test my metal there. And uh, so that's what I did. Um, played, I did a draft champion league. I did one draft champion league last year that, you know, the, the, the a single bullet win, which was amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, what, what a, what a, what a way for it to, you know, and that draft was in March, you know, so it's like right. had this, you know, I had this uh, full team I drafted pre COVID and uh, still like wrote it out. And, you know, that was the thing, like, I know like uh, a lot of people skipped out on the main last year, but I had like, you know, I've been waiting for that moment. I played in it last year and I got my ass handed to me, but it, it, it was, it was well worth, you know, that experience of, of playing in leagues with Rob, Rob over and Phil, Phil Dussel, like and Mark Arriba, just learning like, okay, wow, this is what I got to do to get better, you know? Yeah. And now I'm just hooked, you know, it just, uh, it's a wonderful community um for sure and uh you know yeah just just striving to get better because i know that um it it's crazy but like when 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 the clock ticked and i won that night and it was like first place um my wife was looking at me like like are you okay and i'm just like all right i gotta figure out how i'm gonna do this next year you know like yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was like uh it's like this one kobe bryant thing that i really love of, uh he, when they won the champion um uh, one of the finals wins they had i think it was like uh they put him up three two and you know um he said he was uh he he just went into the gym because he he shot five for 12 with the free throw line that you know like he was never like you know never satisfied and kind of had that feeling in myself like all right you know now i gotta now i gotta get better because uh you know because there's a lot of work to do so and i think that's Absolutely. the most important thing to know that you know that there's still work to do there's always way to get better so Absolutely. Yeah. What do you, uh, you know, what do you do full time? What, what do you do for a living? Um, I was uh, a carpenter. Um, oh, that's right. But, you know what? You told me that. Yeah. You posted. That's right. Yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. You had the injury. Uh, yes. And yeah. I got hurt at work um, and I'm still out of work. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. I'm going to be able to get back to it. Um, right now, my arm isn't healing that great. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's given me the opportunity to, you know, get to know such wonderful people and start a podcast because sure. it was the first thing that, that my wife did. You know, she she said, all right, you know, you're going to have some time off, um, buy a microphone, see what you got to do to start a podcast. And I'm like, I can't do a podcast. You know, these guys are great. You know, I can't do it. But, um, you know, it gave me the the opportunity and the time you know that was the thing gave me the time to really uh dive in and and and, and now i love it so um you know i'm super happy that i got the opportunity to, to, to do that and get and and to get into this industry and meet a whole bunch of wonderful people which i can't wait to meet everyone in in uh in you know in person because uh, yeah. i think that's going to be awesome it will it is, yeah it is. it's awesome that your wife is very supportive of that it's glad that that's like a healthy thing between you guys uh, so healthy 
so yeah. healthy, Jeff. Like I really like I couldn't I couldn't uh I couldn't you know praise that enough because uh it gives me the ability to know that she's not looking, you know, to you know kill me when I spend too much time at Fab and uh you know, but he knows I'm good at it and he knows I love doing it and uh you know she's independent. So it's uh it's really good to have that for sure. I couldn't do How'd it without it. Oh we so we met um we met online. We met on eHarmony. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, old uh, old cool story. Um, I was rehabbing from uh, a neck surgery. I had a, a major neck surgery. I had a tumor removed from yeah. my like right 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 on my neck, and um, you know I was rehabbing. I couldn't go out. I had no money, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was on the shelf for like fifteen months. And uh, yeah, I met her online, and uh, it was great. Everything's been great since then. That's awesome. Yeah, I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, one of the things you also like to do, I because I planted a garden this spring and I was a little late and you were, I jumped in like, yeah, I've got this. I've got this <laughs> set up here. And uh, you got quite the garden going on in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that we love to do. Um, me and my wife are full vegetarians. So we rely on the garden to really, uh, you know, get our boost of nutrition during during the summertime um sure we have a mother daughter and my mother is um downstairs and uh it's good having the old italian secrets in the back pocket um, nice. because yeah she she tells me stories of uh you know my grandfather you know was a big big gardener and um you know so she's she's there with the tips and and helping out and it was just it's just um Honestly, when, you know, when my hand's in the dirt and, and I'm just like, I have my headphones on, I'm listening to podcasts or music. Um, it's just a different, it's, it's true bliss. Honestly, like if I could, if, if I could probably go back in time, I think I would have bought a farm a long time ago and just done oh, that wow. for, yeah. Cause uh, I don't know, like, uh, I know uh, a lot of people used to tell me that, you know, once you get your hand in the garden, it's just like a, a beautiful escape, you know, it's just the, you know, the, the true, you know, you're, connecting yourself into the ground, into the earth. And, you know, and uh, so I love that feeling, you know, for sure. What are you, what are you growing right now? What's, what's working best for you? Uh, so we have um, like probably about like five or six tomato plants, um, four cucumbers. we got eggplants, uh, peppers, hot peppers, uh, zucchini. Nice. Um, but and, Is your zucchini and, plant taking over? Yeah. Yeah. It takes over. It takes I've over. got one too. And it's, it's massive. It just, it, you know, it takes over everything else in its little plot. It's, it's right. amazing. Right. It's, um, so are you, are you getting enough zucchini? Oh yeah. Or, they, they, okay, they're, they're the one good. thing that came in right away They're right. I got to pick them quicker almost. They're huge. Right. That's what, yeah. Grow the zucchini uh, of unusual size. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> and otherwise you get too many seeds too that way. If you let it go too big, it gets a little, uh, it gets a little wah. But um, yeah, I, it's just, it's just cool. Uh, like learning different things. So like, I'm a big, uh, um, I'm big into like the moon and the astrology and I'm big into like moon phases. Uh, I okay. feel like, uh, yeah. So, and I learned that um, a lot of the gardening, you know, tips um, in the farmer's almanac stems around the moon phase. So really? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. If you can get your hands on the farmer's almanac and just look it up, there's certain there's certain vegetables that you want to plant during the new moon, and there's certain that you want to plant during the full moon, um, because okay. yeah, and um, most of them actually is the new moon because it's like the highest moisture level um, in the air, and it's the most okay. gravitational pull. So it it it's actually and um, a lot of uh, a lot of the the old sayings from like you know, really back in the day, it was just like, uh, you know, the, the, the new plants start with the new moon, like they're in unison, you know, they work okay. together. 
Um, and, and I would say too, like if you have an opportunity to gather like a rain barrel and, and reuse that water, um, it's, it's so much better than just using the tap water if you can, cause uh, it just really blossoms that way for sure. If we ever got any rain, I do that. Oh yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's our Are you allowed to right do that? Now. Cause I know some States can't even gather rainwater. It's like not allowed. Well, we haven't had any rain since April, I don't think. Wow. So yeah, you know, that's so you and unfortunately that. that's way too normal these days. And we our and our rainy season wasn't as rainy this year. It's gonna be really dry summer. <laughs> it, it sucks. But yeah, uh, we had a lot of uh you know, we had a big fire pretty close to us last year. So uh, you know it, it it's it, different times there. That's yeah. a whole nother topic. Yeah, that'll yeah, be that's a, real. That's real yeah, yeah. fantasywildfire.com. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll hit that some other time. Uh, I, I like this, but that's why. Uh ready to hit a couple questions before we sign out here? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, J-Rod asks, if you're going to trade Kyle Tucker, how high of a starting pitcher would you need before you accept? Uh, he's nervous, post-sticky stuff, but got offered Giolito. Uh, it's a 12-team roto, 162 start, and 1,400 max, so quality is key. Uh, Tucker's already on fire, already dealt J.D. Martinez for Woodruff, but still first and second in all hitting. Hmm. Man, you know, uh, I think if it's a keeper league, you go Kyle Tucker. I just think the kid is blossoming into something, you know, and I'm a big G Little fan. I, you know, I, I took him high in a lot of spots this year. I took him as, you know, <laughs> in the first round, eighth overall. But um, I just really love what Kyle Tucker is doing. I think he's going to morph into the into the 30-30 player with a great hit tool um, that we're expecting. Um, just everything checks out. For me, looking at Kyle Tucker, so and uh, I, I think um, you know, you, I think you got to go with the bat right now for sure. All right, I, I like that too. Uh, I'm with you yeah. on that. There, um, Todd, Todd Whitestone actually uh, replied to us yesterday, and I, oh, I missed God. that. Yes, uh, I ask you to recommend that Rob reenact his live auction setup in New York from this past March. Others can learn from your approach. Oh, uh, oh, when I did the, yeah, no, I did a, um, a live, uh, podcast after our live main event in New York, the first one, okay. that, uh, the first one of the season. And, uh, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, it was interesting getting everyone's, uh, it was just loud. It was nuts. Everyone was talking. I, you know, just met these guys and I got them on the air. It was pretty fun. I liked it. Awesome. Enjoyed it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Got to know a lot of the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the oldest players in the game and guys have been doing this for a long time. So it was fun. Joe. Harper ever. What's that? Oh, you broke up a little bit. I can't hear you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Bryce Harper. Uh, Joe Joe G says, will Bryce Harper ever hit another homer with a runner on base? <laughs> I hope so. I have Bryce Harper in a ton of spots. It's, that that low RBI total is really uh, something else. But, um, you know, he. I think Bryce Harper, it's funny, like he's one of those guys that gets so much criticism, but if you really just take a step back and look at the scope of what he's done, you know, in his career, he's, uh, if he wasn't Bryce Harper, it would be a career that a lot of people would take, you know, and say, this is good. It's a good career. But, um, and I think, I think his lineup's got to improve in front of him and around him, you know, I, I don't think I they, yeah, but getting jeans, Agora back and, and bomb is really starting to pick it up recently. So, um, Hopefully that those uh, those two inning and uh, those two three run homers can pick up for Bryce Harper. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, hey, we got some breaking news. We'll close out with that. Uh, Trey Turner is not in today's lineup. We, we opened up the podcast with him with his. Oh side. no, uh, he's got a finger issue. Uh, I wonder if it was on that head head first slide when he was sliding into third base on the triple, jammed oh, his boy. left middle finger. Considered day to day. That was because I know he 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 was. 
Yeah, he does that dive where he comes in with the left and he was like fist pumping or something with his right. He was, he was celebrating. So, oh, God, I hope that's yeah. not too long. Come on, Trey. Get back in there. Uh, Rainout would do them a little bit of good. But, right. Uh, <laughs> one day. But he's not in the lineup. So Castro's moving to shortstop. Alex Avila at second base. That's, what? That right. is wild. Yeah, that can't. Oh man, there's so much. Crazy verify. I got to look up the lineup now to see if that's true. But uh, yeah, sure enough, there he is. Wow, that's really something else. Thanks. That uh, that I wasn't expecting that. I didn't even know he could play second base. There's some crazy stuff that's happening this year with so many position players pitching. You know, it's just uh, really wild. It is. It really is. All right. Well, thanks everybody for the questions. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We got Todd and uh, Clay tomorrow with two star starters. Looking forward to that as always. Thanks to WinBet for sponsors. Thank you, Rob, for joining me. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Once again, I love what you do for the community, and you know, it's just uh, it's really it's it really is inspiring and and motivational. You know, I think uh, to look at. Um, anyone who can revolve their life around sports and, and fantasy and, and, and giving people, you know, great information and, and great shows. It's, it, it, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, this is definitely the highlight of my podcasting, uh, guesting career for sure. Oh, I appreciate it. You're, you're too kind. You're very kind. I mean, you bring the good stuff and I'm happy to have you on. I, I'm, you know, everybody that I bring on, I feel like I'm the one that benefits from that. So it, I appreciate the kind words, but uh, I thank you. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we're going to be back again, uh, again, Todd and Clay tomorrow and Scott and I on Sunday night. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.